Welcome to Metal Injections, the Squared Circle Pit. Here is your host, Rob Pospani. Welcome to the Squared Circle Pit. It is a special edition of the show live, well not live, on, on tape delay at this point, from my car. From Rob's car. I'm here with Noah. You might recognize her voice from uh, the Metal Injection live cast. And we just left the Prudential Center in beautiful Newark, New Jersey, where we saw Extreme Rules. Noah, did you have a good time? I had a great time. I had an extremely good time. Oh, I get it. Because we were at Extreme Rules. So let's talk about it. We just finished. What was, I think, we were talking about it before going on air. My favorite match was the Fatal 4-Way for the IC title. How about yours? Um... Definitely the fatal four-way. I wish it was a fatal five-way with me being the five person. Oh my god. The fifth person. But I feel like you would just fall under Cesaro and then like... All the time. Oh, pin me, pin Please. me. Spin me around. Do whatever you want. Of course. <laughs> the fatal four-way was definitely the most exciting match of the night. And the crowd was really fun the for it as well. The crowd was super into it. Like really, really into it. The second most exciting match for me was the main event. I couldn't believe how much the crowd was booing Roman Reigns. I have to say, the crowd was a little mean. I mean, yeah, I I was kind of rooting for AJ Styles, but because the crowd was so mean, I felt like I had to cheer Roman Reigns. He needed me. Now, when you say mean, you mean they were like a little hard on Roman Reigns? Yes, because no matter what kind of an effort he did, they started, they started chanting, you still suck. I agree. I, I, I definitely agree with you. I feel like... The audience is way, way too hard on Roman Reigns. He's much better than they give him credit for. And when they started chanting, you can't wrestle, well, neither can you, person. Yeah, like, I think that is the most insulting chant because it's like, obviously he can wrestle. He's a good wrestler. He's fine. He's not flashy like AJ Styles, but he was, you know, like, it takes two to tango. He was a part of that match. He's a different kind of wrestler. Like, there's different types of people, and I'm new to this. So you, you're you're a Roman Reigns fan. Yes. All right, I'm. I, <laughs> Rob is trying I to figure might, out where yeah, we're going. I just we just got on the highway. People I are might honking. get on the turnpike, but I'm trying not to. All right, so that was. Let, let's start from the beginning. We got there super early. Was was it ruined for you getting there a little early? I thought it was kind of cool getting there early. See, no. Yeah, it was fun. What were some things that we saw, uh, like some behind the scenes stuff? We saw the Kalisto trampoline. Oh yes. Okay, we saw the trampoline appear, but we didn't see it disappear. I have to say, the crew, the production crew, they are on another level. Like they're they're magicians. We barely noticed them. Yes. The other thing that I found very fascinating is that they changed the wrestling mat almost every match. Every other match they change it. I feel like. it, was, it was pretty. They're pretty serious about like health, I guess, because they don't want like, yeah the blood hygiene, or, yeah, like, sweat, staff infections. Speaking of staff infections, let's talk about that asylum match. Rob, you're taking this turn way too fast. It's really hard for me to stay erect here in the back seat. <laughs> Slow down. This is a first for me. Recording a podcast and driving home. So I read on Twitter from Brian Alvarez of uh, Figure Four Online that that match was extended. It was supposed to be 10 minutes shorter, but because they cut 
about the segment. Which match is that? The uh, Chris Jericho Asylum match, yes. Yeah, it was uh, 10 minutes too long if you ask me. I, I have to agree with you. I thought if they, if they just went to the end, the crowd would have been much more excited. Uh, and the crowd definitely picked up at the end of the match, but at the beginning of the match, they were a little weak. To be fair, though, that was right after that awesome Intercontinental title match. Yeah. Uh, so I can understand why they were a little down, because obviously... I can't. I mean, they're not wrestling, are they? They're just sitting there shouting. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wow. You're getting heat with the crowd, Noah. That's right. You can chant. Yeah, now, Noah, how did you feel? I know you're, you don't like wrestlers wearing jeans. Ugh. Especially Dean Ambrose. You especially hard on him with your hashtag no jeans Dean. Now in this match, not only wearing uh, jeans, but so is Chris Jericho as I'm about to get up on the wrong exit. <laughs> Maybe this wasn't the best idea. We're making it, we're making it. <laughs> so how did you feel about two wrestlers wearing jeans in the same? I was just absolutely appalled What's when Chris What's Jericho came out with his stupid scarf. I mean, he could barely climb the fence. If he just wore his regular pants, yeah. he would have been a lot more flexible. Yeah, it seems that those, those were skinny jeans, too. And it's like, how, how are you going to get any Ugh. traction in those skinny jeans? And the jeans? belt. Come on. But I have to say, though, when you said it to me that it's like a street fight, the jeans kind of made sense. Yeah, Because exactly. when you're in the street, you're wearing jeans. Yeah, and you don't want to show up to a, a street fight in like tights. Speak for yourself. Wanted, wanted, <laughs> he wanted to protect his legs, especially because of, uh, first off, the barbed wire, which was so weak. The yeah. barbed wire, like, they shouldn't have even had that barbed wire bat because it looked so silly. Yeah. The way they, the it way wasn't was even like, a bat. It was a plank of wood with plastic yeah, yeah, barbed yeah. wire on, around but it. But the thumbtacks, you got to give it to Chris Jericho at, like, age Hold 45. Taking a crazy spot like that. Hold on. Before we get to the thumbtacks, let's not forget about Dean Ambrose jumping off the top of the steel cage into Chris Jericho. I mean, the way that he landed, it was, like, right, like, his leg was straight. I can't even jump off the third step in my house my knees will give out. I don't know how he pulled that off. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was really good. That was a fun match towards the end. Towards the end, yes. One, and then and then the pins came out. Oh, and it, I, it was just sheer pleasure seeing Chris Jericho's back go into those millions of thumbtacks. For me, at least. I don't know about you, Rob. I'm not a big Chris Jericho fan. I, would, I can't say I had gotten pleasure out of it, but it was certainly exciting. And it was it was shocking in the fact that I couldn't believe that Chris Jericho agreed to do that. Like, how painful is that? I, I can't even... He turned his arms and his back into his $15,000 jacket. Except with blood <laughs> and thumbtacks. I like that. I like that. All right. What, what were some of the other matches? How did you feel about the women's match? You're being opposed to the women. Being as though you are one. Um, yes, I am. That's right. Uh, okay, so I've seen Natty and Charlotte wrestle live in a house show. And I've seen them wrestle on TV and stuff you know, during Raw and SmackDown. And usually their matches are really active. They're high energy. There's a lot of cool submission moves. I think Natty is like the queen of submissions. But this match was a little stale for me. And I didn't like 
guess it was an interesting twist that Dana Brooke came out. But I was kind of hoping that Maddie would win it. All right. Well, I like this. I like the submissions. I like that they were using all these different submissions that you don't usually see. Yes. And uh, I like that. I agree that it was a little weak. The the false submission. I, I, I kind of just wish like they would give Charlotte real wins. Right. But with that said, I'm really excited for the Charlotte dating club alliance. And how great were Dana Brooke and Ric Flair together? They dancing? Were, they were dancing and strutting. So I loved it. I'm yes. a huge fan of Ric Flair. And I love his current character as the soccer mom of Charlotte. So this just totally adds to the package. I'm totally all about it. I like Charlotte's pay-per-view outfits much better than regular outfits. Charlotte definitely looked up for Alright, let's talk about some other matches. Rusev, a favorite of both of ours. He crushed the Mosquito Kalisto! <laughs> I felt bad for Kalisto. It almost looked like Kalisto got injured or something. It was a little weird uh, with the way the ref looked like. When Rusev threw him onto the apron, it almost seemed like Kalisto was so hurt that they were like, alright, that's just going to be the end of the match. Maybe that's where the extra 10 minutes came from. Maybe that match has to go But this is pure speculation on it. Also, another thing I noticed live, you know, the great thing about live is, you know, you don't have to follow the cameras, you can look wherever you want. When in the main event, when uh, Roman Reigns and AJ Styles destroyed the announce table. Which one? Because all four of them were the destroyed. The English announce table, with Michael Cole and Bradshaw. Yes. One of the monitors, all of the monitors that you were seeing, got it coming out and Michael Cole was furious. He was yelling at a production guy like, get me a monitor! How am I supposed to call this match? And you know, like, oh, wow. really, it made me, uh, game, you know, not Michael Cole, you know, uh, yelling at this guy and maybe getting a bit of respect, but just the fact that these guys had to call the match nothing to look at. Like, this was when Reigns and AJ Styles were What do you mean they had nothing to look at? It was happening... Oh, okay. So it's when they were when running to the, the crowd. crowd. Yeah, like, oh, okay. they, like, they had to look at the, the big screen, the Titantron. But every once in a while, the Titantron goes out and it goes to the Extreme Rules logo, so it's like, how are they going to call the match? And, like, I'm, I'm sure, sure it's that there's someone... Situation. I'm sure there's someone in the control room talking to them through the in-ear monitor. I mean, this is... Production is always top notch, and I'm a person who works with production, so they've done this so many times they have to have a backup. I am missing all of these actually. Please don't kill us, Rob. <laughs> Alright. Well, <laughs> let's see. What other matches were there? Were the tag team match with the new Oh yes, let's talk about New Day and Vaughn Villains. I like the Vaughn Villains new outfits. Yes. New Day were crazy over. Everybody loved them. Oh my gosh. They had so many signs. We had signs that we were holding. <laughs> we all had New Day Rock signs. Of course. And we were shaking our booty when they came out. <laughs> As and one should. That was good. And that was a fine program. I hope I hope that that's the end. They won. Although, since there was cheating, because Kobe Kingston helped. What cheating? Kobe Kingston kicked Simon Gotch. No, he didn't. I didn't see anything like that happen. They won fair and square, Rob. Well, we'll have to go to the videotape then. There is no tape. Uh, but 
So that, I, I kind of hope, my hope is that uh, that feud is over and then now we'll get New Day versus uh, Carl Anderson and Gallo. Oh. That would be um, If that happens, I feel like New Day will get squashed because those guys look really mean and greasy. Yeah, I was surprised how quick the that match was that first the Usos. Also, I feel so bad for the Usos how the crowd has turned on them just because they're Roman Reigns' cousins. But at the same time, I also feel like WWE has not really given them any character development since they've come yeah. back. Like, who are the Usos other than Roman Reigns' henchmen? Isn't one of them a stand-up comedian? I wish that he would work that into the act a little bit. Oh, he's not a total diva, so he did And he's so, like, he's on good. total divas, he's, the, he's one of the uh, bright stars of that show. He's always so funny and, like, personable, and their characters don't come across at all on WWE television. Right, so we need a little bit more character out of them. That's right. You hear that, WWE? Are you listening to this? I hope so. I guess the pre-show, ah, Baron Corbin, I'm yeah. over it. I feel bad for... I'm also over Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I feel bad that I'm over Dolph Ziggler. Why do you feel bad? Well, I, I really liked him, and I, and I felt like he could have been so good, but they just never gave him anything yeah. to do. So it was just like, man. You know what we forgot to talk about? How I don't. The man. The man? Seth Rollins. Oh, oh my god. Well... What a comeback. That was awesome, and the, he kind of teased it because uh, on Twitter today, he wished Roman Reigns good luck or on uh, Facebook. So why would that make you think he's coming back today? Well, because there was news that he was coming back in the next month. He just shot a WWE Studios film with Wesley Snipes. He just finished that today. Isn't Wesley Snipes on house arrest or something? Oh, fair point, fair yeah. point. 
That was kind of fun seeing Dean Ambrose rocking the nunchucks. And beating Jericho with them. Yes, that was a lot of fun actually. You like watching Jericho get tortured? Yes. I like old Jericho. He was cool. I don't, I mean, old young Jericho, but I don't like old current Jericho. Geriatric Jericho. Geriatric Jericho, yes, that's a good thing. I really like Jericho right now. I think I think that uh, he always delivers on his matches and, and his promos, and it's like he's constantly entertaining. He definitely is hateable. But he wants to be, so Yeah, exactly. Bravo he does to his you. job. He's one of the few heels that people actually move. Like Seth Rollins is supposed to be a heel or whatever, they're cheering. Also because of the Roman Reigns. Yeah, people, chill out. Roman Reigns is not that bad. He's good. He's fine. He's not the best, but he's fine. Relax. Yes. It's just people just want to go against the Reigns. Yeah. I have to say, though, whatever Seth Rollins was recovering from, he definitely was getting his squats in because his thighs look twice as big as they did before he left. Well, he is a big proponent of crossfits. It's working. He's definitely doing his squats, definitely doing his burpees. I was definitely doing burpees after that ice cream. <laughs> Alright, so I guess that was that was the whole event. It was a lot of fun. This was a special edition of the Square and Circle Pit where we are in the car. I didn't get us into a car accident, so that was exciting. Rob, <laughs> I just want to say that Rob is recording this podcast hands-free for all you law enforcement people listening. <laughs> yes, exactly. There's nothing in my hand. I... My attention is like 75% on the road, 25% on what we're talking about. I really wanted to get our reactions as soon as we got out of the venue because that was, it was an exciting thing. Also, I have to say, I think I might have liked it more without the commentary. <laughs> like, it was kind of, it was a very unique experience being there live and kind of, and, and like I, 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 I think we mentioned this before, having to decide what to look at because you know like with watching on TV they show you like, right there's a tag now we had that. options yeah now we can look we don't even have to look where the match is we can just do some people watching in the crowd which was amazing good people watching I saw a faux Enzo I met a faux Enzo by the way there was Enzo cosplay there was a Ric Flair cosplay um what's his name the polka dots Oh, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes, sorry. Okay, so it was Dusty Rhodes. And speaking of Dusty Rhodes, it's on Cody Rhodes. Quit the WWE this weekend. He asked for his Get out of the HOV league, bro. Oh, there's three of them. Not necessary. No traffic, it's 11.30. Well, I'm very, very upset. I'm not very upset, I'm disappointed that Cody Rhodes is out of the WWE. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. I feel anytime they gave him anything to work with, no matter how crappy, he made it work. I, I agree. Really, I really feel like they, they missed an opportunity. And in essence, like while I say I'm disappointed, I'm, I'm also happy for him because I hope that he signs 
with either New Japan or Ring of Honor, but uh, hopefully New Japan. I think he would be really cool as a top guy in New Japan. And really show you the WWE what he's made of, so that in like two to three years he can come back in a much stronger position. Were you a fan of Cody Rhodes now? Yes. Stardust. I really liked Stardust. I mean, I didn't know who he was before Stardust because I got into this game a little bit late, but I enjoyed him. Noah, you got into wrestling. Like, you really got into it <laughs> about a year ago, right? What, what, what was the, the SummerSlam was the turn? Yeah. I was thinking about it in just the right time. All right, Noah. I, we should wrap up. I know we have a little podcast that you're driving at the same time. Thank you so much for joining me on this special Extreme Rules recap edition of the Squared Circle. Hit. If you'd like to follow Noah, she is at Noah Injection. N O A Injection. And you can hear us reading about non wrestling and wrestling things. And some kind of wrestling things. On the Metal Injection Livecast, new episodes every Tuesday night. We record it live and we have the archives on the same podcast RSS feed as this year's Unsquared Circle Pants. So make sure that you subscribe. Give us a rating. That's right. And uh, I'm on Twitter as well, at Rob Injection, at Squared Circle Pit without the key in circle. We're going to get out of here. I'll have another new episode with a very special guest. Next week! Shouting. Say your voice. Okay. Secret.